All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Rise Podcast, where we connect with inspiring and motivational guests to discuss resiliency, identity, strength, and empowerment. I'm your host, Aaliyah Miller, and today I am joined with my first in-person guest since episode one. Uh, Today, I have Lauren Olson with me, and I'm so excited to chat with her. Lauren is a mom of three girls, a pre- and postnatal fitness coach, and a CrossFit Level 1 coach at CrossFit Believe in Warrensburg, Missouri. She's also a competitive athlete with a goal of qualifying a team for the CrossFit Games. How are you doing today, Lauren? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. How was the drive? It was not bad. Um, Brought my seven-year-old Charlotte with me, Um, so she's kind of hung tight and asked me a couple times, are we there yet? Um, (laughs) But it's an easy drive, so it's like an hour 15. Uh, wasn't bad. So ran into some construction in Lee Summit. Okay. Um, but very, very easy drive to get here. Yeah. Uh, nice to get away sometimes. I'm super excited yeah. you're here. Yeah. So Lauren and I met at a competition in Oklahoma back in January. Yep. Um, we competed at KO in the OK. Mm-hmm. And she actually competed on a team with a group of athletes who just qualified for the CrossFit for the Games. games right? I'm like sharing pictures. Like <laughs> I was on their team. <laughs> little me back here that's so awesome how excited are you yeah I'm excited for them I just they're awesome people individually but they're incredible athletes um I don't know I'm just super pumped for them how cool they work really hard to have that and it's good to see them get there yeah Yeah. that's really exciting well thanks for coming yeah thanks for having me so um we will start off can you talk a little bit more about your um coaching business both the coaching CrossFit but also you do a lot of pre and postnatal coaching yes so um I was a CrossFit athlete I started when I had Charlotte um in 2015 is when I started CrossFit um and then in 2018 I got my L1 certification and so um I think I just found out I was pregnant actually I was eight weeks pregnant I'll never forget because I was at my L1 cert and they had setups in the workout and I was like I don't think I want to do setups and they're like, somebody I remember made a comment of like, you're only eight weeks. Like, it's not a big deal. And I don't know, that just resonated. I'm like, that's not okay to say to a mom. Like, maybe I'm not comfortable. I don't know. Anyway, so that's how I remember when I got my certification. Um, so I've been coaching CrossFit. I was actually a high school PE teacher. So I taught PE and taught health. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> did that for three years. I loved, I loved high schoolers. Um, just, I guess my personality, we just clicked really well. Um, and when I worked at the high school, I proposed a class called functional movements, which was CrossFit without the name. Um, so the kids loved that. That was a lot of fun. Um, so that just kind of helped me get a taste of like how to coach, you know, as coaching the high schoolers. And so when I became a coach, it was really easy to, um, transfer that over to CrossFit classes as far as structures and working individually with people. Um, but it was after I had Nora, who's my three-year-old, um, and I had no idea how to guide my pregnancy. And I was an athlete. So in my athlete brain, I was very discouraged. I couldn't do my skills. You know, I was feeling slower during pregnancy. Um, so I just wasn't educated on what was normal in pregnancy and why I was feeling a certain way. Um, I was definitely not educated postpartum. <laughs> And I was your typical CrossFit athlete where I just, I, I remember messaging Ashley, who is one of my best friends and training partner. And I'm like, 
my doctor just cleared me. I can RX this workout. And it was like a barbell. It was like 95 pounds and uh, it was burpees over the bar. And she's like, you could, but should you be doing that? And I was like, okay, you're probably right. The reality um, check that every CrossFitter hates. Man, I was like, okay, fine. You know, we have this joke of like, um, an elf where he shakes his etch sketch and he's like, yeah, you're right. Bad idea. So I was like, yeah, okay. Bad idea. No, no, no. Um, so I just really jumped into it too fast and I had a lot of, um, pelvic floor dysfunction because okay. of that. Um, I was lucky enough to have a really great midwife who referred me out to a pelvic floor physical therapist. And that's just kind of what led me to like, love this, this field. Um, because we work with women every day and, you know, you can't say, Oh, I'll never work with a pregnant woman or a postpartum woman. And well, you don't know that. So, um, I really love it. And I love to just educate people on the do's and the don'ts and like give them my personal perspective of it. Um, so yeah, I just like it. It's great. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that it, it came from your own personal experiences. Yeah. We were like, Hey, this is an issue. There's gotta be a lot of other people yeah. who are struggling with this and For I sure. want to help them. Yep. So yeah, that's cool. Even on a daily, not daily. Um, but I'm sure you've heard this, but, uh, I, I, I resort back to CrossFit a lot, but this mm -hmm. is probably with any sport and martial arts, you know, basketball, whatever it may be. But because we do CrossFit, I always go back to that. Um, but you'll hear women all the time and they're like, oh, it's okay. You pee your pants. Like it's normal. That's what CrossFitters do. We heavy squat clean, we pee your pants. And I'm like, okay, it is not normal. Actually. It's very common. Yes. We, it's very common, but yeah. it's not normal. Yeah. Um, so things like that, where I'm just like, wow, even though we have, um, we have educated a lot in the past few years. Like if you think back on your parents or like my mom, my grandma, they didn't work out. It was just like, oh, you can barely lift the groceries. You yeah. shouldn't do that when you're pregnant. So we've come a far way of educating people of like fitness is good in pregnancy and we need it. Um, but there's still so many, so far to go of like still educating people and getting them, um, to know what is right and yeah. what is not right. Yeah. Um, and peeing your pants is not right. <laughs> <laughs> I might need you to know? work with you on that. I, know. I have a tendency. Uh, to, uh... Yeah. That's out of my scope. Of <laughs> I do. I do. I've had people come to me, uh, like even last night we went to top golf with a group of friends and, um, one guy, he was just like, you know, what's going well in your life other than CrossFit? And so I told him my business and he's like, oh, that's where you help the vaginas, right? And I was like, <laughs> oh well, I uh, don't, what do you mean? And he's like, no, like you help when they pee their pants. And I'm like, <sighs> oh. I'm like, um, that's not in my scope of practice, <laughs> uh, but I can refer you out to someone. Like, I don't know. It's just like, man, that's not, it's not just yeah. that, but yeah. So I imagine there's a lot of mindset coaching that comes with pre and postnatal yeah. coaching. Yeah. I, you know, you struggled with it yourself where you mm -hmm. were like, Hey, I'm cleared. I'm yeah. going to RX this workout. And then when you find that you're not actually at that point to do that yet, mm -hmm. that I can imagine that's hard. That's yeah. a hard reality. Yeah, it, to is. Accept. it is for sure. Yeah. I never thought about it as like, I, I also coach mindset. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Truly, you know, sometimes it's so easy to fixate on like the physical aspect of it, but it really very much is mental, emotional as well. 
and I guess I do talk to my clients about that, um, like on their check-ins and stuff. And I'm just constantly reassuring them, like you will get back. Um, but if we rush it now, like that's just not a pretty picture of a, uh, long life ahead of you, you know, like you want to be, you want to have fitness the rest of your life. And if you pick up a 95 pound squat, you know, barbell at six weeks postpartum, you're going to risk run the risk of like prolapse issues or, um, there's just a lot of things that can prevent you from having a future in fitness. Um, and so it's just, yeah, getting in their mind and just saying like, yeah, but look at where you're at now. Look at what you couldn't do three weeks ago, even though it's just a dumbbell, you know, uh, not a barbell yet. Um, you're making progress. So it is about coaching them of like, you're doing well, just take a step back. Yeah. Tap yourself on the back. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think that's something that even beyond just, you know, postpartum females, I think a lot of people can have that same experience with, you know, fitness in general of, Hey, like maybe I didn't, you know, hit the lift that I wanted to hit today, Mm -hmm. or, you know, my, my double unders weren't as good today as they were last week, but you got to stop and, you know, put it in perspective of, Hey, a year ago, I couldn't do any double unders or a year ago, I couldn't lift the barbell. And now here I am lifting a hundred pounds and, um, just remembering like the progress that we make and really, (laughs) (laughs) it's my daughter. (laughs) If you can hear that, (laughs) Charlotte's getting tired. (laughs) Um, but you know, remembering, uh, where we've been and where we are and seeing, truly understanding the progress Mm -hmm. that we've made. And I think it's really easy to forget that. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, for me personally with my coach, Alan, and and there'll be times where to put it in perspective, like, um, like bar muscle ups have been anytime I show up at competition, I bomb and I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of going there. And so we put in a lot of work, um, and I'm just so confident now, but then I'm like, well, maybe it's affecting my ring muscle ups, you know, but he's like, but look at where you were six months ago, you know? And so he's really good about like, Hey, think back on where we were. Um, but I also have a client who I've worked with. So Amanda, if you're listening to this, I'm going to give you a little (laughs) shout out. Um, she's so, so much fun. Um, and so she's had a background in CrossFit and she came to me, I want to say about six months postpartum. Um, and she's like, I just don't know where to start. I don't know if I want to get back into CrossFit. Um, I was referred to you. So I'm like, let's see where we can, where we can go with this. And she trusts me the whole way. It's really great. Um, she was also working with a pelvic floor physical therapist too, um, which was nice because I could kind of talk to her if I wanted to and say like, Hey, I know Amanda just had an appointment with you. What are some exercises you want us to do at the gym? Um, so I do work like that along with, um, you know, any other doctors that they're seeing, um, referral network, um, So Amanda has made progress just so, so great. And so she's, we're probably going on eight months now together or so. And she's now almost that full time into CrossFit classes and she's hitting PRs. She just got her first bar muscle up. She's doing butterfly pull-ups. And it's just like, had she rushed that and didn't train her core or rebuild um, just the framework of her core and pelvic floor, I don't think that she could go out and do 50 double unders without peeing her pants or do 12 toes to bar connected, you know? So she was just really smart with her recovery. She trusted the process, even though she didn't want to, or there were days where she's like, this is heavy, you know? Um, 
And so she has signed up for two competitions coming up. One's HOA. And I was so pumped that she's doing that. That's a big competition. Um, But she was like, I'm fitter now than I was prior to pregnancy. And so it's just really cool to hear that. I'm like, it's just fun to see it all work out. And it's like, if you trust it and you put in the work, it's going to pay off. It just takes a long time. You know, same thing with competitive athletes. It's just like, some days it's so easy to get discouraged because you don't see the the future yeah. um, and you're so stuck in the mode of like the heavy barbell or you know tripping on double unders <laughs> or whatever it might be yeah. yeah well I think that's just a, a testament to like you said trusting the process mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people in a lot of aspects of life struggle with yeah. because it's like you know when people talk about weight loss um you know you're seeing yourself in the mirror every day and you don't mm-hmm. see those changes and that's why a lot of times if you're working with a coach for weight loss or mm-hmm. for, you know, body composition changes, they encourage you to take those progress pictures, yeah. which is hard for a lot of people, but yeah. having that comparison in black and white right in front of you yeah. is like, wow, this really is working. Yeah. And it's hard to see in the moment, mm-hmm. but again, putting things in perspective. Yeah. Um, but also not only trusting the process, but trusting the experts. Mm-hmm. Because you yeah. are now an expert at this yeah. and, you know, you might say things that maybe people have never heard before. And so they think it's wrong or they think it's, yeah. um, you know, not going to work, yeah. but if they just realize that you do this for a reason, you know, yeah. you're, you're educated and you love it yeah. and you, your goal is to get them to where they want to be. Yeah. And they trust the process and they trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And you will see results. Like, yeah. I promise you just got to bear with me and do the work though. Like I've been pretty blessed so far and I'm new at this. I mean, I want to say that I started this business. It's been at least a year ago is when I got the certification, slowly started branding. Um, but it's just like, I, I don't feel like I've ever had a client so far um, that, uh, just hasn't done the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've been pretty lucky with people who will do it. Um, and they're very patient with it. Um, and I'm always like, give it more than a month, give it more than two months. Like you have got to stick with this and be really diligent with it. But my, especially my online clients, like I'm not there in front of you. So you can send me videos, but I don't know, you know, or if you just say, yeah, I got it done today. I marked it on the app. And I'm like, you could do that, but make sure that you're doing the actual, you know, yeah. work. Um, but I feel like I've been pretty, pretty blessed with great clients that they do it, they show up, That's even awesome. if they don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And I do think that, you know, when somebody is coming to you, like seeking you out to work with you, mm-hmm. there is a level of self-motivation there For sure. that, you know, he, just having you as that accountability mm-hmm. is going to be hugely helpful for them. Yeah. Um, to make sure that they are actually doing yeah. the work. Yeah, especially online. Yeah. Because I do work with people in person one-on-one. Um, I have a lot of people, guys too, that I work with in person, but my online is is strictly just um, females. And yeah, they're reaching out to me. They have to they have to know at some point, like I'm, they're holding their self accountable of like, yes, I'm going to hire you as the coach. I want you to oversee this, but I'm ready to put in this work if yeah. you give it to me. Yeah. yeah. What, so... For the listeners, what is your business? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Hello. Yeah, no. So I, my business is called She Coaching. And so she's an acronym for strong, healthy, and educated. 
Um, and that's just what I want women to be. Like I, we are strong, um, we need to be healthy, we need to be educated and we're just not. Um, and I just don't know at what generation started that. Maybe in the millennials is kind of where we started putting a bigger focus on women's health and like, hey, you know, I'm gonna say this on the podcast, but paying with sex is not normal. Paying your pants is not normal. Oh, you feel like something's hanging out? That's not normal. Yeah. Um, and our mothers and our grandmothers did not talk about that because it was taboo. And so I don't know at what generation we kind of switched over, but I do see it being talked about more and more. And so I just want it to be normalized. It's just, it shouldn't be uncomfortable to talk about. Mm -hmm. If you have a doctor where, uh, if you feel uncomfortable to bring it up or you have brought it up and they've discouraged you, you need to find someone else and yeah. you need to keep searching until you find a doctor who you can trust and who's not going to make you feel weird because you're asking questions about your pelvic health. Um, but uh, like, I had no idea that a pelvic floor was even a thing. <laughs> and here I am with three kids and my third one. And I'm like, huh, what? Yeah. There's a pelvic floor physical therapist? Sure, I'll go like whatever. And they're like, yeah, you literally have to train, train that just like your muscles. And yeah. So I'm like it just makes sense. Like, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if I tear my rotator cuff, I'm not just going to go in there and start picking up some dumbbells. Uh, I'm going to go through rehab to, to get that better. And then progressive, you know, just progressive overload on that to build my strength, but it's the exact same thing after a baby. And it's like, okay, this is the same thing. We're going to rehab it. We're not going to go on this two mile run or, yeah do bar barbell cycling. Um, we're going to rehab that and slowly get back into it. Um, so I just want to educate people about what that is. And, uh, so with my business, I do the fitness side of it. I do nutrition guidance, but I don't have a certification in it. Like I couldn't tell you how to do macros or anything like that. Um, but I do guidance, but my main niche and priority is just fitness and, um, a safe return postpartum for that. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I just really got fired up about it whenever I had my issues and just being mind blown. Like I mentioned earlier, I was a health teacher. Like I went to school, my bachelor's degree is in health and human performance, mm -hmm. three kids, but I just had no idea that this was a thing. Um, so it's just crazy. And I want other people to know about it and just to know to like, advocate for yourself, ask questions to your doctor. There are therapy for men. There is women, therapy for men, for women. Um, so if you're having issues, like don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, I think it's become, at least from what I've seen, it's become much more prevalent to actually talk about that mm -hmm. stuff now. Um, like you said, it used to be kind of like this taboo subject mm -hmm. that Oh, pelvic floor. That yeah. sounds inappropriate. Yeah. We can't talk about that. But now, um, do you know, like, uh, her Instagram is CF Kate. Yes. She's yes, out the in sign. Australia. Yes. yes. Crossing <laughs> with the sign. Yeah. Um, she talks a lot about, you know, women's health, sexual health, Good. and like being open yeah. about that stuff, mm -hmm. which previously we were kind of told to just, you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, it's inappropriate to talk about, but then there's all these, you know, issues and concerns that a lot of women mm -hmm. share and we just didn't know it yeah. because nobody was talking about for it for sure yeah so um I think it's really cool to see that change happening over the past couple of years and I think mm -hmm. a lot of that as much as 
we like to hate social media. I yeah. think a lot of that is because, because of social of media. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, just people posting and, um, you know, you're talking about like, it's great to see that. And you had mentioned how it was taboo, pelvic health in general. I, it reminded me of this place in Lee Summit and I follow her on Instagram and it's, she's empower.your.pelvis, I believe. Uh, but she's at a Lee Summit and they are hilarious. They make great reels. So if you need someone to follow, to be educated, um, they are great. Um, but she wanted to sponsor her child's soccer team, I think, or one of their sports teams to be put on the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And they turned her down <gasps> because the name of her studio is Empower Your Pelvis. Oh and she's gosh. like, a pelvis is not a bad word. It's an anatomical term. Yeah, she's like, literally <laughs> males have one, females have one, kids oh have them. Gosh. Like what yeah and so they turned her down like money <laughs> she's like i'm giving you my money and That's they wild. i'm like guys how long ago was that this was recently like this summer oh my gosh yes. oh yeah so she has videos on her instagram about that and wow yes we still have we have a ways to go but yeah. it is nice <laughs> that's being talked about and on social media hashtags yeah. and things like that yeah. if people are curious and they're like incontinence and they click it and they can read stuff about that yeah that's nice to have that well yeah slow progress yeah it is it is for sure (laughs) yeah you know myself included I had no idea seven years ago when I had her but four years later when I had Nora it was like oh yeah okay yeah and there's just a lot of information you know going from one doctor to the PT and then the PT referring me here and so it was nice if you get the right people it's it's a it's easy to learn more yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I would have, how it would have went if it was my primary doctor and, and it, he is a male and nothing against that, but I just don't know if he would have been as encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as my midwife and she's a female cause it was just an appointment. And I said, Hey, I'm still having a lot of incontinence. And she was like, got it. We're on it here. Take this referral. And I was like, thank you. Really <laughs> cool. And I brought my kids. So you know, Nora was the baby. Then I had uh, Char and Bella. And so I brought all three girls with me because it's just like, don't make this a taboo issue yeah. with your children. Absolutely. Normalize this. Let them know like, this is a vagina <laughs> and we have one. And if this happens, like, you know, if you're having issues and so, and they're not, it's not a sexual term. They don't look yeah. at it as a sexual term. And so it's just educating your children. Do you talk a lot about that kind of stuff with your kids? Um, well, first of all, I do use the term vagina and penis. <laughs> I laugh because my, my in-law, my mother-in-law is like, oh, you call it that? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, cause that's what it's called. Like, I don't want my 12 year old being like, sorry, my TT. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that's what it's called and it's like we just it's not sexual to they're they're young they're kids they don't know um but it yeah I'm very open with um what I do and you know when all that things were happening postpartum I was very open about it of like this is why I'm going to go see this doctor and this is what the test that she did on me you know to see how strong my pelvic floor was and and that's interesting that you you know talking about you know calling it a vagina or a penis like mm-hmm. that is a like I've said before an anatomical term a medical yes. term like yeah. why would we make up a name for that yeah. all, all so making up a nickname for it all that's gonna do is yeah. just make it feel like 
it's something that we're not Taboo. allowed to talk about. Correct. And I, that kind of just cycle. perpetuates absolutely what we're yeah. trying to break right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so it just starts with breaking the cycle with the parents, you know, with yeah. anything in life, whether it's um, obesity or um, their lifestyle, their environment they're living in. Like it starts with the parents and yeah. how are you going to bring up and raise your children and educate them? And there's no right or wrong, but um, definitely if they're, if it's taboo in the household, they're going to grow up to feel like it's taboo. Yeah. And then when they're an adult, they're going to be scared to talk to their doctor about these issues of what's going on. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love it though. <laughs> I love the business and I'm very open with my children about anything. Yeah. Um, my 12 year old who is, you know, about to reach teenage years, we've had lots of conversations about things and, um, she is so easy to talk to though. She's just very like nonchalant and okay. Um, my other kids, I don't know if it'd be as like easygoing yeah. and casual. Yeah. Probably, they might feel like it's going to be taboo. Like, ew, don't say that. <laughs> like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. So um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Sure. How is it coaching and training mm-hmm. while also raising three kids? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, it's hard. It's very yeah. hard. You have to be organized. And that's just kind of my personality in general. So I don't struggle too much with it. Um, I am very much like on Sundays. So this morning, knowing I was coming here, I did it this morning. But I will write down on Monday at 5.30, I'm doing this. 6.30, I'm doing this. And I have to write hour for hour down because my days are so busy. Yeah. Um, and I do. I have to put from 5.30 to 7, you're going to lift. And this is what you're lifting. Um, and then that's usually when my day starts. But uh, my husband was deployed last year. And so it was just me and the three kids. And I didn't do as much personal training. I did okay. some. Um, but my youngest was with me all the time. And so, you know, being an infant, she can only stay there for so long at the gym. Um, so I didn't do as much personal training. It was Mm -hmm. just mostly coaching my CrossFit classes, um, and then going back for my personal training, like my own self to work out. Now that my husband's back, it's a little bit better. Um, he and I do really well with like, okay, it's your shift. You go to the gym, he's handling (laughs) things at home because he works early morning. So he's off early and it just works well for a schedule. Um, but it's just about the organization. So I'll have to put in, you know, I think I saw your phone calendar. So it's similar. I am weird. Like I, I need a book. I'm very much, I am an old school. I do. That's the, I don't know. And it's weird because I don't take it with me. You know what I mean? So if I'm in the middle of someone, they're like, Hey, can you squeeze me in? And I'm like, let me get back to you. I don't know. <laughs> so that night I'll have to go open my book and, you know, um, but I'm very old school, but yeah, that's definitely how to stay organized. And then, um, I, I struggle with boundaries some, mm-hmm. and I definitely been working on that. Um, and so one big boundary is, Hey, I'm not going to coach past four 30. Um, like my four 30 class is my last one. So I'm finished at five 30. I'm home every evening with my family. Um, Charlotte just started Jujit jujitsu so I'm taking her to that um just making sure that I set those boundaries because if not it's like when can I train and I don't get to see my family and it gets a little crazy it sounds like family is very important to you yeah (laughs) they are I think you know I was just talking to a client of mine she had asked if um, we could shift some times and I said I'm going to be very open 
um, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and uh, having some mom guilt because all the kids are at home and she's like, I understand. And she's like, but this is usually what happens with two working parents because yeah. I am working, you know, even though I'm just coaching at the gym, it's still work. It's not just coaching. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, this is typically what happens in a family. You yeah. have two parents working. And I've just always, when I was a teacher, the kids went to school with me. They went yep. to that school district. Um, then I quit teaching to be a stay-at-home mom. And so now that I'm transitioning back to work and my kids are at home with their oldest sibling, I definitely have a ton of mom guilt. And she's like, it's just for a season. I'm like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm there for like 12 hours a day. I love it though. I love it so yeah. much. You know, I could be there for clients. Train. So how are you, how are you kind of, um, getting yourself through that kind like the struggle of, Hey, I, this is what I want to do because this mm-hmm. is what I'm passionate about, but I also want to spend time with my kids. Like, how do you yeah. mentally get yourself on board with that balance? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have a coach. I have a, um, work with Ashley from well-fed health and she's very much like, I've been on the nutrition side of it for three years. So I feel like I'm pretty on my own on that. So she's more of like mindset. (laughs) So we do a lot of check-ins of like, of of talking about that. And we've talked a lot about boundaries and that's kind of where that's come from. And, um, but just getting on board with it. Um, I have to like in my calendar, I'll put in there like, okay, from one to two, you have a break. And most days I just want to go and like lay out in the sun, but I'm like, no, this is your only time to work. Um, so sometimes it's just making that a slow transition to my business. And I have to remember, like, it's not about how fast you go mm-hmm. to reach, you know, these people that you want to reach, but sometimes it's just working for 30 minutes a day or connecting with one person. And I have to be okay with that, knowing yeah. that like this season of my life is not full-time on the computer working with these people that I do have to juggle my family and my husband, um, and social life and anything else that I want to do, which I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. I like to be at home. Um, but I also have gotten into a pretty good groove where I wake up just like 30 minutes earlier now, every day. Uh, I'm a morning person, not a, a night owl. Um, so I want to be in bed at like seven 30 every night. It's true. We are, we make our kids go to bed. That's <laughs> true. Uh, but I, I wake up earlier now and I just sit down and have coffee and I make sure like my Monday clients, I program for my Monday clients, you know, Tuesday and so forth. Cause it used to be where it get to the weekend and I'm just like scrambling to program. And then I have these five people online to program for. And it's, I just, it was just too much. So I had to make sure like Monday through Friday is your work time. Saturday and Sunday is not. Um, and that just, it, it feels good. You know, having that protected family time. Yeah. So good. It's better for the family. It's better for my mental health. Uh, better for the business, you know, I, it, it's not going to make me dread working, Yeah, you know, and I don't yeah. ever want it to be like that because I'm, I just, I love it so much. So I want it to always feel like love and yeah. fun. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot about that question. That's okay. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of, um, about two weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, I was in Chicago for a conference mm-hmm. for two brain business. Okay. And they are kind of like a mentorship program to help gyms and coaches grow their businesses. Okay. Um, and one thing that somebody said 
I can't remember who it was or what the um, session was about, but the one thing that stuck with me was um, you wake up every morning and the first thing you should do every morning mm-hmm. is one thing to move your business forward. Oh. It doesn't have to be anything big. Yeah. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. Just one, one thing, thing every morning to move your business forward. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> Why didn't you go to that conference? <laughs> so you're already doing that. <laughs> that's great. Very good. Yeah, yeah it helps cool. set the day up. Yeah, pretty good. You know, I feel accomplished and it's 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, yes, ready to go to the gym. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, so do you think you being in the gym, either training or coaching, like how, how do you think that that has impacted your kids in terms of, you know, how they view you and mm-hmm. fitness and exercise? Do you think that's been healthy for them? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of things that just came to my mind. So, um, yeah, I do that, think that it's, um, healthy for them to see that you know, that we're in the gym and then as they get older, hopefully they're not going to be afraid to go into the gym. Yeah. Thinking of myself, you know, even to this day, maybe, I don't know if I could go to a globo gym just because I'm not comfortable in that environment. But before I got into the CrossFit scene, I could never just walk into a gym. Like that just wasn't what I grew up in. And so hopefully this teaches them of like the confidence of walking into a gym and like knowing that, health is a priority and exercise is a priority. Um, but so Bella, my oldest this year, one of her teachers was like, Hey, we're doing like a woman empowerment. Do you have anything that you want to send in? So I sent her in some competition photos, which is really hard because I'm usually not dressed, you know, like I'm <laughs> mostly naked. And I'm like, I can't send this to this middle school, but like, how badass is your mom? <laughs> I love that so yeah. much. So I found pictures where I was like the one competition. Were you wearing a t-shirt? Yes, I had some for the obstacle course and the actual t-shirt. I was like, I guess I'll use this. Um, and so mom, uh, so I they put on their Bella's mom or whatever. And Bella's like, man, everyone was like, your mom is so cool. And so I was like, I hope that you think I'm cool. Do you? And so she will never say it to my face. Um, but the other side of that, that kind of made me giggle is they're both, Bella, my oldest, and Charlotte, my middle, are like, I have to go to CrossFit Kids. You know, and I'm like, guys, non-negotiable. Like, y'all can do, and we just don't have a lot of time, nor money. And so I'm just like, you have to do CrossFit Kids. That's a non-negotiable for our family. But then you get to choose one other sport that you really want to to put in. Um, And so, like, with Bella, she's old enough now where I'm just like, you guys pick a sport because she was like <laughs> cheerleading. No, I don't want to do cheerleading. And then she did this. And, and so she's like, no, I want volleyball. I said, okay, well, CrossFit kids, cause you need to be strong to play volleyball. Um, but does she love going? No, she loves to go to talk to her friends, but hopefully as she gets older, that mindset will change. Yeah. Um, but I do, I think that them being in the gym, Charlotte has grown up in there since she was born. Nora has also been in there since day one. And Bella was very young. So they've all just grown up in CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important for kids to see that it's normal and acceptable Mm -hmm. for women to be strong and capable because a lot of times, you know, kind of going back to around the same mindset of, you know, talking about women's health being taboo. Mm -hmm. 
women being strong was not normal. What is this and muscle? <laughs> you were supposed to be this, you know, frail little yeah. thing that needed a man to do everything yes. for her. And so now just being around that environment where yeah. it's like, Hey, you can be a girl yeah. and be super strong mm-hmm. and super fit and super capable yeah. and independent and still eat a donut. If they <laughs> want a donut, like that too, you yeah. know, like girls, come on. Yeah. And I even had the nutrition side talk with my oldest of, you know, just making sure she's at that age and I don't know what's happening at school. So I try to always bring up conversation with her. Um, but I'm just like, you know, not to get too personal, but she uses the restroom every time we're eating. So I'm like, Hey, I just want to make sure you're actually using the restroom. And she's really confused. She's like, yeah, (laughs) why? And I'm like, okay, you know, like, let's have this talk about bulimia and anorexia. And so, and we just have to have those talks and going back to the whole taboo thing. And it starts at home. Like you have to educate your children. You have to, I don't care how uncomfortable it is. That's your job. That is your job. Cause if you're not educating them, they're going to talk to to kids at school. They're going to talk to another 12 year old. And usually around this age with females, typically, um, males are not excluded, but you just see it so much more in the females, or maybe it's more talked about, but the bulimia side of it, of like, oh, I want to be skinny and I can't yeah. have that. And, you know, I don't, I don't like them to use the word fat because it's just, that's not okay. Like there's not, that shouldn't be a word. Um, and it's just like, eat to fuel your body, yep. eat to feel good. If you overeat candy, yeah, you feel like crap, but you made that mistake and just remember how you feel. And, you know, and they are young, but with the 12 year old, I'm just like, I want you to think about food as nutrients. Like we eat to go to school and to stay awake. Um, that's why we don't buy sugary cereal. Cause you're not going to put that in your body. I'm not perfect. My kids, she had McDonald's on the way here, but, but I don't want her to eat that and then go to school and then be like, yeah, zonked out. Um, so I just like to check in with her and let her know, like, okay, like we want to eat, we want to be healthy and to be healthy, you have to I don't know, eat. I don't know where else to say with that, but going back to the whole donut thing, I'm like, we, every Saturday we get donuts and I just, I love that. Yeah. I'm like, I want you guys to be okay with eating and not ever think like, oh, I can't have that or, you know? Yeah. It's, well, and it's, it's so good to hear that you are not afraid to talk about that mm-hmm. stuff with your kids, because yeah. that I think, um, is where a lot of people struggle and where a lot of these problems stem from is, you know, the parents are scared to talk to the Mm -hmm. kids and then the kids grow up with these distorted, uh, ideas on what's normal and what's okay. And then we end up with all of these body image issues, self-confidence issues. And we think that it's, we think that we're the only ones dealing with it, but then come to find out, probably 98% of the people around you are dealing with that. Or they have already, you know, they've overcome that. Yeah, for sure. But if nobody ever talks about it, then one, nobody ever knows that everybody else is struggling through the same thing. And two, nobody ever knows that the people who have come out on the other side were able to come out on the other side and how they were able to do that. Yeah. So I think it's really important that we talk about that stuff Mm -hmm. with everybody. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've even had people who have followed me on my journey or maybe have known me in my unhealthy years. And it's like, Oh, it's so fun to see you, but 
I'm sure you never struggle with that. I'm like, that never ends, unfortunately. Yeah. Like that's just ingrained in your, in your brain. But um, nine out of 10 days, I'm a very confident person. And yeah, I'll go eat my donut or my cereal and I'm going to rock my day. Um, but that confidence didn't come overnight. Yeah. You know, it was just, it's a roller coaster and it's just, you have to keep going. Yeah. If you binge ate, that sucks. You feel like crap, but just get up the next day and just keep marching forward. And maybe you fall off again and then just get right back up. And yeah. Yeah. You know, so many people are just like, Oh, I failed again. Like screw it. I'm done. Yeah. And then that, and that's honestly how I used to be. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but I struggled with my weight for a long time. Okay. Um, I, I feel like you talked about this one podcast, didn't you? I feel like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> probably. I'm like, I listened to all your podcasts, but, <laughs> oh, um, but I used to be big. Yeah. Um, and around 2016, I started working, uh, with a nutrition coach mm-hmm. and that was the first time that I ever learned what macros were. Yeah. That was the first time I learned what a carb was, what fat was, what mm-hmm. protein was had no clue about any of that stuff beforehand. Um, and I have made drastic changes Mm -hmm. to my body composition, but I still struggle with some of those insecurities that I had when I was bigger Mm -hmm. because I I know that I'm not that way anymore, but sometimes I forget. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I still feel like I am. And when I first started, I was very much all or nothing. And it was, you know, I have to stick to this hundred uh-huh. percent and I fell off the wagon one day. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. I can't do yeah. it. This isn't for me. And I would just binge for yeah. a month. Yeah. Um, but then slowly starting to realize like, Hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You just have to make progress. Yeah. That's and being all. consistent. Yeah. You know. And, and the progress comes with consistency yes. and there's always going to be days here and there where, yeah, maybe you don't hit your numbers. Yeah. Maybe you have a donut yeah. Or, yeah. and Hey, you know, I, I eat cereal every <laughs> night and I make it. Canada <laughs> and eat ice cream three yeah. times a day, <laughs> you know? Um, but also realizing like I have cereal every night and I make yep. it fit in my macros. Yes. And so like, yep. you don't have to be super rigid and super strict with everything you do. You just have to find ways to make it work for yeah. you and make it work for your lifestyle. Yeah. And if you can, find that flexibility, you're going to see changes and results. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is just sticking with it. Yeah. It's so easy to throw the talent and people want the fast results. They yep. want what is now. Like I even had people ask me like, um, it's my brother. So if you listen, it's you. <laughs> he was like, called out. He's like, make me meal plan. And I said, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, no, I need you to tell me what to eat, which I don't do nutrition in general, but I was like, Ryan, I don't believe in that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to tell you to eat chicken, broccoli and rice. Cause that's not feasible. Like yeah. find something that you can do that works for you every single day. Make it simple. Don't overcomplicate dinner. You don't have to do Pinterest recipes. Like, and you don't have to eat chicken, broccoli and rice yeah. every single yeah. meal. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing that for you. It's not a cookie cutter you got to find what works for you and you have to stick with it and just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, we are getting ready to wrap it up here. All right. Um, before we end, yeah. um, one thing I like to ask my guests is if you could go back and give your younger self advice, what would it be? Or for you, maybe if you had all three of your kids right here in front of you and yeah. you just wanted to give them some 
little nugget yeah. <laughs> of wisdom that you want them to take with them through the rest of their lives? What would that be? Yeah. Um, I think for my kids, if I were to be looking at them right now, I would just say, never be afraid to ask questions, whether that's to me, I always tell them frequently, I go back to my 12 year old because she's at that stage where she needs that reminder, but my seven and three-year-old as well, but like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I, it could seem gross to you. It could seem confused, whatever it is, truly sky's the limit. I'm never going to judge a question's not stupid. Um, but even not just to me, ask questions to your teacher of why you're doing that. Ask questions to your coach, ask questions to your doctor. Um, you know, cause I feel like if I, if I fast forward to when I had Nora and I hadn't asked questions of like, well, why am I peeing myself? <laughs> like, why can't I squat clean this weight right now? Yeah. If I hadn't have asked those questions, I would have never learned. Um, I think that I would have ended my career in CrossFit had I kept going on that path. Um, my doctor was very straightforward in the fact, like you can get prolapse, you know, like you, your uterus will fall out if you keep doing this without rehabbing. Um, and so that was kind of a wake up call. And I'm like, women need to know that this can happen. Um, so keep asking questions, keep advocating for yourself. Um, so you can be the healthiest version of yourself. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know how we end it. Yeah, so excited. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Oh boy. Uh, please tell me your best dad. Okay, Aaliyah. Yes. Did you know that French fries were not made in France? Really? Yep. They were made in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I like Yay. it. That's a good one. I prepared. I've actually never heard that one before, <laughs> and I Yay. know a lot of dad jokes, so I'm I'm a fan of that one. I'm taking it with me. Nailed it. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Lauren, for joining. Yeah. Um, quickly, before we end, yeah. where can people find you? Yeah. You, your fitness coaching, anything like that, Instagram, Facebook, website. Yeah. Let them know. So my um, She Coaching business is at She Coaching PPA on Instagram. Um, I have a website that is very bones right now. Like we are, it's a struggle. Um, but <laughs> SheCoachingPPA.com is my website. That's um, contact information. Uh, a form if you're curious of working with me that's all available on there um and then my personal account is at c f l o l s o n you could say lol son um <laughs> if you wanted my personal account i'm funny sometimes maybe oh i think you're hysterical i don't know sometimes, you know if i do have free time it's making tiktoks that's i sad. love them <laughs> they're so good though <laughs> guys follow her for her tiktoks yeah. she's great yeah <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks, Lauren. <laughs>